This is Honest Math Chat, and I'm Mona Eel of Mona Math. I'm a former math avoider turned math teacher cheerleader, and I'm going to get real honest with you about math classroom culture, engagement, math discussions, and all the student-centered instructional practices to help you empower your students to love and understand math deeply. So every Monday on Honest Math Chat, we're going to work together to make our classrooms places where students see themselves as mathematicians. But let's not wait. If you're ready to engage every learner and get them pumped about math, you've got to use math discussions. I welcome you to download the guide to engaging math discussions right now. Go to monamath.com slash discussions. You'll get all my best tips on how to guide on the side while getting every child meaningfully engaged in discussing their math thinking. Welcome to July podcast edition from the lake. So if you can hear a boat or waves or birds, just know I'm chilling at the lake bringing you this episode lakeside. But today I want to talk about how math is uninspiring. Are dull and just not inspiring. Even jazzed up with gamification and cute clip art on worksheets. It just doesn't cut it. And believe me, I love games and I love cute clip art. I live for a good font. But that's just not what's going to inspire our next generation of technology gurus and mathematicians that are going to solve the world's problems. Instead, we have to inspire our students to love math for all that makes math, math. But just how did we even get here to math being so uninspiring? I really think that three things contributed to math being uninspiring. Hold up, I got to interrupt real quick to say, if you are not signed up for Building Mindset and Communities in Math, the free professional development, we're having it today, July 10th at 10 a.m. Central Time. There's still time to sign up if you're listening to this before then. If you missed it, don't worry, the replay will be available soon. I'll keep you posted on my Instagram and in my emails. However, we're having another professional development called Growing Math Identity, where you're going to learn about math mindset, math identity, and math classroom communities. And that is on July 19th. It's $27, but for today only until tonight at 11.30 p.m., it is on sale for $17. You're going to get a full hour of PD with a PD certificate. You're also going to get resources and the replay, all for $17. Go ahead right now to the link in my bio and use the code YES, Y-E-S, exclamation mark, to get $10 off that PD. Again, you can go to monamath.com slash summer PD, find the growing math identity PD, and then enter the code YES with an exclamation mark. Okay, number one is the educational system was set up to train industrial workers to be good workers, line workers, follow directions, learn a procedure, follow it and reproduce it. And this shows up in a lot of ways in traditional education, the ways that it's been for years, right? Think about choral reading. Everyone on the same page, reading aloud the same passage. Or memorization, 
of words, math facts, procedures, and processes. It was all about learning how to do something so that you could reproduce it. Not really much has changed, but there was definitely not much about why or how. Like how to make the world a better place or even identifying problems in our world and then solving them with critical thinking. Mostly, education is just about here's a problem, follow the steps to fix it or solve it, and then move it along to the next person on the line, right? So that's kind of the first reason why math is uninspiring. Number two is we are products of a broken system. And the way we were taught was inspired, right? It was part of this broken system that I just described. And we aren't evolving education to meet the times. So even in the 90s, we were being educated like our jobs were purely industrial. And all of that is fine. And most of us understand that, right? So why does this make math uninspiring? Because it either probably gave you a whole lot of false confidence in math or a whole lot of math anxiety. Either you were really good at memorizing and following steps, the type of analytical thinker that thought A plus B equals C, great. That kind of stuff came naturally to you. You could explain things well and you understood what the teacher told you to do. Therefore, you could apply it in novel situations and solve problems that other people couldn't. You felt confident in math. And I said false sense of confidence because very few math classrooms in the last 20 plus years were asking students to explain their thinking or explore math tasks and develop solution pathways or even to look at a situation and explain it using math. So you were either that person or you were like me and many other people that I've talked to about this and you got a lot of math anxiety and baggage from your K-12 math experience. You weren't good at memorizing, following steps, taking notes, and reproducing those steps on a test. You couldn't get the answer fast enough when called on. And you were burdened by the pressure of being right when you knew most of your answers were wrong. So since the focus was on accuracy and speed and memorization, you probably remember hating math, avoiding it, cheating, and generally just doing what you could to get by. So yeah, these descriptions might be you. I know they are me, and I know they are many of my teacher friends. It's a problem for obvious reasons, but also because we are rarely given the opportunity to talk about this baggage and work through it. And then we're asked to teach math. We're given some curriculum and told to go off and do the dang thing. But what happens if it's not going well? The ideas that you learned in college to engage students are falling flat. Kids aren't engaged and they're failing the tests. So what do you do? You go back to what you know. And in most of our cases, that was our math classrooms in K-12. And those were bad examples of math teaching. There's this quote from, I can't remember his name, but I will put it in the show notes. But there's this quote that says, teachers are products of a broken system. And yep, that's what it is. Not enough time or thought is put into the professional development for teachers around math. When a school is struggling academically, 
They usually double down on their literacy efforts. And often math is forgotten or only left to the middle school teachers that teach only math. But that leaves the elementary self-contained teachers that also teach math unsupported and floundering, looking for resources everywhere and wishing for something to actually work. Uninspiring, if I say so myself. So the third reason that math is uninspiring is society. Watch 30 minutes of any sitcom and someone will make a joke deprecating math. We've made it normal to be bad at math or to not be a math person. We've almost made it like the sought after thing to do because if you are good at math, you're labeled as a nerd, right? Remember that sitcom Urkel, I think it was, where he had like the suspenders and the glasses and he loved math. We have made these stereotypes our norms. Some people are just better at math than others, right? That's what we say. It's absolutely BS. Some of us are better at memorizing. That's, that might be true. We also want to say some people are better at solving problems and thinking critically in math. Nope. I disagree. Everyone can think critically. And everyone has something valuable to add when solving a complex problem. However, it is so common for teachers to say, I'm just not a math person, to students. But can you even imagine if those teachers ever said, I'm just not a reading person, I don't read. That would be shocking. It would be unacceptable. There would be an outrage about that teacher's behavior. But as a society, we've decided that it's okay to just not do math. So what do we do about the fact that math is so uninspiring? I've got a few ideas for us. Let's, number one, let's stop making assumptions. Let's stop making assumptions about curriculum and standards, that they'll be good enough, right? There is no one unicorn curriculum that will solve all of our problems, motivate our students, engage every child, cover all the important things, prioritize the standards, balance enough between differentiation and high expectations, give enough review, but not too much homework. There just isn't one curriculum. We also have to stop making assumptions that what is happening in all of our classrooms, in our schools. Too often, teachers are implementing their curriculum in completely different ways. And even if we have an agreed-upon curriculum or standards and pacing guide, the implementation and the instructional strategies can be, can be completely different. And we can't assume that we're all doing things in the most effective ways. We have to stop making assumptions and start having conversations with our colleagues about common instructional strategies, effective teaching practices, and the implementation of our curriculum and the building of our math communities. It's when we have conversations like these and stop making assumptions that we can feel inspired by the math community that we're creating. We can be inspired by the work that our students are doing in math not just in the content areas. We can be inspired by math when we have conversations about math that are inspiring. Number two, what can we do to make math feel more inspiring, to be inspiring? 
I think number two is we have to flip the script. No more I'm bad at math BS. No more. We have to get real with parents and colleagues. Be adamant that this type of talk stops. And then start doing things differently. And the way I think you should start doing things differently and flipping that script is to get curious about students' thinking. If we're trying to make math inspiring, then we have to listen to students and try to understand what they're thinking. Consider for a moment a conversation with somebody where they're truly like involved in the conversation. They care about you and what you're saying. You're into it, right? You're inspired. So what if we showed up like that for our students? If we want our students to show up in math and work hard, we have to stop telling them what to think and ask them what they think. Then we have to actually listen to them when they describe what they think. This might be a complete flip for you, and that's okay. You get to start fresh this year. The best way you can do that is by asking your students, hey, what are you up to? Or can you tell me what you're doing here? And then you listen. And you don't have to confirm or deny. You just listen. I know. It's exciting. I'm inspired. (laughs) All right. The second way I want you to flip the script is to give your students more room to do more than memorizing and following steps in your classroom. Now, this can look a lot of different ways, but start thinking about how you might open up your problem-solving time and give students time to explore and discuss their mathematical thinking. And don't worry, I'm not saying completely set them free and let them have a freaking free-for-all. I love structure, and I believe that creativity and critical thinking happens best within structure. So yes, Have structured time where students can explore solution pathways and then discuss what they're thinking and then revise their thinking. Okay, so let's wrap this up because the boats are out on the lake. I hope you can hear them and I hope you're feeling the summer vibes over here. Math is freaking uninspiring because of our society, our school system, and our own education. But it doesn't have to be that way anymore. We can stop making assumptions that just the right curriculum will solve all of our problems or that we're all doing things the best way. Instead, we can start the conversation with our colleagues about what effective teaching practices we're using and how we can align. We can flip the script on memorization and following steps and give students time to explore and discuss their mathematical thinking. Through these shifts, we can start to inspire our students to see that math is about way more than rote and speed finding of answers, but instead about seeing the world as problems and using critical thinking and modeling to make sense of it. Well, that was your dose of Honest Math Chat for today, friend. Thanks so much for listening. It would mean so much to me if you subscribed, shared this podcast with your friends, or leave a comment. If you have not downloaded my free guide that I made in response to the questions you have all about engaging your students in math discussions, go grab it, monamath.com slash discussions. 
And if you have other questions that I haven't answered, shoot me a DM on Instagram at hellomonamath. I can't wait to chat more with you next week. Remember, we're here every Monday. I'm always listening on my way to work. When do you listen? See you soon, friend.